Hello, my friends. Today we have a special treat. Lubo, the CEO of STRV, flew down from California to record this podcast in person. And we discuss trusting your gut to make decisions, the correlation between health and happiness, and the mindset it takes to achieve your goals. All of this right here, right now on the Modern CTO Podcast. Here we go. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. One thing I, I definitely was interested in talking about this morning. So we were we've always referred to your company as STRV. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but then we were like stalking your Instagram. Yeah. And like seeing like how you live life and like looking at your company and the culture and all of that. And then I was like, maybe it means strive. And is that like is that not what it means, or does it just mean STRV? That's uh, where it comes from. Okay. Uh, we actually initially wanted to call the company Strive. And we have we have gone through a couple of rebrandings. I'm happy to talk about that too, uh, to kind of figure out the best brand that will reflect uh, what we are. But, uh, and for a moment we were actually using the, the name Strive, uh, but we were not able to acquire the domain Strive, uh, Strive.com uh, that, uh, yeah, seemed to be pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, and then it was just confusing, right? So I did not really want to confuse people when they hear about Strive and then it's STRV. Uh, so we just uh, use STRV, but yeah, the word Strive is uh, where it comes from. Okay, yeah, so it does match like the culture. It does match yeah. uh, the culture a lot, yeah, that's for sure. So like when you, like how did you first meet your co-founders? Uh, we all pretty much uh, met through studies. So we have four co-founders and uh, I went to high school with one of them. I went to college with two of them. And uh, yeah, one of the co-founders went to uh, a high school with uh, the fourth one. So we know each other. Yeah, we have known each other for probably about 15 years, maybe even more. It's been a long time. And then at what moment were you like, let's do a company together? It was it was a process. Uh, it's not that like one day you decide, oh, um, I mean, some people have that like that, but it was certainly not our case. Uh, in our case, it was uh, more like a step by step. And I was actually the last one to join. Uh, it was uh, a little over eight years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just, uh, I, I started as a freelance uh, engineer doing uh, small websites here and there. Then I kind of got to having bigger clients and then I needed a partner. So one of my co-founders right now was actually helping me with the design. And the two, two other guys, they had it pretty much the same. So they also work together. Then I left for studies uh, in the UK and I kind of stopped doing everything. I was like, now I enjoy uh, the uh, life in a foreign country. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, it was a hell of a year. Uh, I had a lot of fun, but I stopped pretty much uh, working for that year. And that was the time when, uh, when my partner joined uh, the guys and then 
once I finished, it was a year and a half later, then I was like looking for what to do. And yeah, that was uh, pretty much uh, a very easy choice uh, to join them. And uh, yeah, since then, I've been uh, building the company, made it from well, yeah, probably less than 10 people when I joined to about 200 right now. And yeah, it's been it's been a long journey. So what were you studying? I I did uh, I did uh, information management, basically a mix between computer science and uh, and business degree. Which uh, yeah, it's kind of a rare that you actually study what you do, or at least like among my friends and and people that I have around me, they they go and they study history and then they end up working in tech, for example. <laughs> Uh, so in my in my case, it's actually uh, yeah I, ha- I have I have studied what I do right now, and uh, I think knowing uh, knowing the inside of uh, the technology, knowing programming, and uh, actually having an experience to uh, to do that and leading leading the team of uh, of engineers and doing all of that stuff around, I think sets me pretty well to. Uh, support the company on the business side as well and I would definitely not uh, call myself as like yeah I have like purely a business guy because in the end even the way how I approach for example sales or management is uh, through a lens of an engineer and like I will rather focus on what's the value that we can bring uh, rather than doing like a great sales pitch uh, that will be for, full of uh, superlatives and uh, and all that stuff. And I, I, I can't do that. Like and especially like I come from the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we tend to be very humble and very reserved when it comes to self presenting. Uh, so sometimes it's a little hard for me to switch between the two. So when I'm in in Europe uh, in in Prague and and. I'm presenting something I have to always remember that like I can't really use the common practice from the US because a lot of people would think that uh, I'm a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because like here it's way more common that like people are very good in presentations and like uh, uh, self-promoting them and I mean I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a great skill but uh, I think overall uh, people from Eastern and Central Europe are not in general that good at it. And so for me, when I go back and forth, I kind of have to switch uh, the way how I, how I, how I speak with, uh, for example, potential clients and, uh, and yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah so get, I, I want to I wanna understand that better. Um, and I, I definitely see the culture differences because I've gotten to travel like Sweden and visit some other places. And so I can tell that there's definitely different energies in the different locations. But like, in, in your mind as a presenter, like what is what is the the biggest difference like in how how you would differentiate like America versus Prague? It's uh, there. There is. We can edit it out. We can yeah. be as real as possible. No, I mean, I would, I would probably not say anything that uh, would not be true or that uh, I don't feel strongly about. But I think one, one, one piece is the, um, 
the self-promotion and kind of the, the public speaking skills in a way that uh, and I think that's certainly af uh, affected by kind of the regime and the era that uh, we were growing in or as, probably not me but even like the the previous generations I think that like I haven't seen much I think like for the majority of my life everything was just fine but the previous generations they they had a pretty tough time there uh, I don't think that's something that you know here in the US uh, someone experienced a whole lot there were other things but uh, so would it be like if I were presenting like the differences in me presenting uh, maybe there would be here in America would be more emphasis on like recognition I've received, awards I've won, things I've done, oh. whereas there we would just go right into the business value. 100%. Yeah. And like even when it comes to, for example, hiring or even application for a, for a college, uh, here in the U.S. there's a, there's a whole lot of emphasis on what, what kind of volunteering uh, have you done and uh, these sort of activities and like to be honest, yeah, it, now it starts uh, to uh, be happening in, in Europe too. But uh, for example, when I was applying for a college, you know, no one cared at all. It was purely about like, what are your grades? Uh, how, did, how well did you do on, on this uh, application uh, test? And that was it, right? So I think here there's a bit more soft skills and uh and and that kind of experience involved uh so that's that's also one of the one of the differences and like then what it also comes down to is the way how the business is conducted and uh like to be honest that was one of the huge reasons um, uh, why we decided to move over from europe to do business in the US because uh, it was just not fun. Uh, it's extremely hard uh, to, or at least it was, I think it's changing uh, a little, or it has changed since uh, since then, but uh, let's say eight years ago or even um, longer than that, people just did not see a whole lot of value uh, and they were always like they would always go after the the lowest uh, price tag in Europe. Yeah, you know that's I, I love that you say that because I stopped running ads in Europe for our leadership company because the it's the 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 sales cycle over there is so different. <laughs> First of all, it's it's ten times longer. <laughs> it's like a much longer sales cycle, and then the um, and nothing like bad about the people. It's just how they were purchasing was irregular to how we're used to doing it in the United States. And it like in the United States, it was just happening faster or it'd be more clear if we're doing this or not. And over there it was less clear. Like, are we moving yeah. forward? Are yeah. we doing this? Like what's going on? Um, and so for that reason being, you know, a startup, we just said, let's just focus on companies right here in the United States. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And we had the same, uh we were in front of the same decision basically and yeah eight years ago when we were kind of on the verge whether we continue doing something in europe or whether we uh, go uh, full on and we move over to the us and that's what we did in the end uh but you know yeah the sales cycle is way longer um it's not as relationship based as it's here right here 
if uh, you uh, like someone and you feel like they would be a good partner, you figure out a way how to uh, make it work. Uh, although in Europe they will mostly, and I don't want to... Yeah, we're generalizing uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to generalize entirely because uh, since recently we have some great cooperations in, in Europe too. Uh, but it was a lot of uh, like just comparing uh, kind of the numbers mm -hmm. without even like looking what these numbers mean, which uh, oftentimes is also very important in order to kind of uh, uh, decide uh, what company would you want to go with. And so what's your primary like product that you sell? What's the primary way you generate revenue? Uh, so STRV is basically a boutique uh, design and engineering uh, company that helps uh, our clients and partners to build custom uh, software solutions. Uh, and that's, uh, that's our major part of the business. Uh, we help uh, companies, not just here in the US, but uh, uh, now pretty much all over the world to build great pieces of software that uh, help their business. And uh, that's what we have been doing uh, over, yeah. You have great designers, like great design team. Like I really, I whenever I talk to people and I'm researching their companies, I don't tell people when they have bad design. But when, <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I see people that have good design, I'm like, oh, you've got really good design. Yeah, it's been it's been a big passion of ours to make sure that everything is really polished, and I think that since the very early days of. Uh, doing mobile applications, we always wanted to be like standing out. And uh, and it, it's, it's partially about standing out, but uh, also about like sticking with uh, kind of the general guidelines uh, of the platforms, right? Uh, because it, 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 it's funny, but what you would see often that like, yeah, if you look at how iOS application looks like and Android application uh, looks like, and these groups of users, they have totally different patterns, how they how they interact and so on. You can't make the same app for uh, both platforms. And oftentimes you would see, oh, there is like an uh, iOS pattern applied on Android. And you don't want to you don't want to mess with that. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's it's about visuals, but it's a, also about like uh, uh, trying to fit within within the the platform the best way possible and making the, the user experience great and that's just part of uh, I think the, the core but I'm very happy that you mentioned yeah because it, it's um, it seeps through your entire company like I saw your, your shirts you guys have different <laughs> shirts right and they're like more than just the ones that this is the simple one that's the simple one yeah. you got some really cool looking ones like and then you also uh, I don't know which office it was in but I saw you have this uh, this like wall it's like this designed wall yeah. it's like this is strv yeah and to me i was like oh i wonder if he has a designer that's like just working on internal company brand <laughs> stuff because you put a lot of little detail into everything yeah actually my 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 co-founder uh was was laughing uh, that the, the company must be doing really good like he is he's focusing on our spin-off startup right now so actually all three co-founders are focusing on spin-off startup right now so it's just me from the co-founding team running the business right now, and yeah, he was he was laughing because he saw that we have produced like uh, 
a really nice video of just presenting a hoodie or like a, a, a sweatshirt that uh, we have made for the team for for the, this past holidays as okay. a gift. So like if you can dedicate uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of time into making something like this, which uh, clearly has very close to zero business value, uh, then I guess you must be doing something good. But yeah, it has it has close to zero business value, but it has a huge value for uh, brand promotion yeah. and and more importantly for the team internally. Well, if you make quality stuff that looks good and it's like good material, like do you have them for sale online? We don't. We have realized, like, it was our idea. Let's, yeah. like, we have really cool merch. Let's, I mean, it's just, let, it's, let, in my head, it reads Strive. Like, that's a brand that, like, I <laughs> would wear a Strive hoodie because it's, it's like, a, that's how I identify as a person. Like, I'm a well, person who's always. We'll yeah. get you a hoodie. No, yeah, no can I have a hoodie? Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. You should put them online for sale. People <laughs> would buy your stuff. I, we were thinking about it, but, uh then we were like oh we don't really want to handle that and we don't even want to like you know it it comes it's with process. like yeah you drop shipping Ex merchandise customer success Ex yeah. exactly if, so if someone uh does it for us then maybe we'll we'll consider yeah get like an intern on it and, and like start <laughs> by just selling it to like your friends or people i think that there is even like good companies that can like pretty much power the whole thing for you yeah like my book i sell I do nothing like Amazon has the they print the copies as they need them on demand and, and they fulfill it and they just take a chunk of it. I don't have to do. I'm sure there's some Shopify. We just had the CTO of Shopify on like last week. Oh, I'm sure there's some like on demand service where you just upload your graphics and yeah, you, and you have your hoodie and uh, stuff. Yeah, there is there's many services like that. I think the one that we uh, used quite a bit is custom ink. Okay. And yeah, they do. Uh, they do pretty nice stuff. Do they have? See, like, because the only problem with the with the services is like, you want you want the hoodie to be quality. Yeah. Right. Like so. So when you got, did you order like blanks from Customing? Is that how you did it? Um, we just ordered smaller batches to test it out, and then once we felt that's the right thing. So they had like the the base hoodie that you could then customize. Yeah. 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 And it was like a nice and, quality. Yeah, and they have different different like. Uh, Kind of levels of quality that oh, they you do. Pick, so nice. It's not that. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, stuff. But like, we have a good partner in, in in Prague, and what I like about them is that you can actually interact with them in in in, in person, and uh, you can this way uh, get to like a really high quality product. So nice. That see that that face to face interaction is something that's so important in business. It's definitely something that's right mind. that's right and especially if you are like managing a company across the pond yeah uh you realize that more and more and it like we got tools for it so we can make it work but we also do fly a lot i, I also saw um because I, I totally stalked your instagram for like an hour because it, it's really good like you <laughs> have really you. good pic i was wondering i was like who is taking these pictures of him all the time <laughs> like do you travel with somebody like no no for the most part, it's just random people. Random stranger? You're yeah. like, hey, can you take a picture of me? Either that or just, I just put the phone somewhere. Oh, there you go. Yeah, soon we're going to have like the phone be able to just like float in the air. Yeah. Hopefully. 
So I saw your uh, Occupy Mars shirt. Uh-huh. So I have that shirt. Yeah. For Halloween, like three years ago, uh, I wore that shirt. And then I had my wife wear like a sexy red dress. with And, and she had a name tag that said Mars. <laughs> and I had a name tag that said Musk. And so I was Elon yeah. Musk and she was Mars for Halloween. Very good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that shirt. I can't come up with a better Halloween costume yet. So... So once the, you know, flights to Mars open, would you consider taking a trip? Uh, would you consider taking a one-way trip? I think that's a better question. So the one-way trip is absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in the one-way trip. I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I did the one-way trip. It'd be great to die on Mars. Um, I'm at, I feel like I just turned 32 like last week. And, and I feel like I'm just like just getting started and excited about life. You know, like I'm... I always have that like just getting started feel. Yeah. I have that every day. Yeah. I feel like it's it's the beginning. Now it's the time. Now it's when it's uh yeah, but I think it's good. I think it's good. And also like uh we are about the same age. Uh, I'm going to turn 32 in July. Yeah. So I I also look at it from the point of view that I want to make sure that uh I don't wait for anything, right? I keep enjoying the life uh, as I go through it, but uh, it's super interesting as you see that, you know, new opportunities are opening up for you. I did that a lot in my 20s when I was just programming and designing like 24-7. I would say like, oh, I'm not going to be happy now. I'll be happy when I hit this certain mark. No. And then as the time kept going on and that mark kept moving farther ahead, yeah. I realized I will never be happy. Like, I will die unhappy. I have to figure out how to develop a mindset or, or I have to figure out how I can be happy now while also achieving this other thing. And that's when I got into reading, like, personal development books and, like, watching videos and, like, Tony Robbins type stuff. Yeah. You ever get into any of that? Um, sometimes. Uh, not a whole lot. I think that uh, I, for some reason... I don't need to seek this like uh, external uh, motivation because I got it uh, inside of me. Yeah. So it helps me to stay the course. I know what I'm doing. I know that uh, it's going to end up well. And even if you go through like uh, a tough time, in the end, if it's not for your health, like what's the like, what what can happen, right? It's like, it's, it's easy, right? As long as you are healthy, uh, like uh, everything is going to be fine. And I think like th- that, that's something that I take very, very seriously. And uh, that's probably the only thing that would uh, make me real concerned. But uh, when it comes to uh, anything else, basically, yeah, just deal with it. And you go through a tough time and then it's going to be better. Yeah, it's like when my kids cry. I like set a timer for 20 minutes and I'm like, this will be over soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And then their mind changes. No, but for me, it took a lot of um, work because I was like so workaholic y and I was like, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not. And I did that for so long where like I'm just going to obsess about it that for me to learn how to like come out of that and to be happy now, I started reading. And then once I got those lessons of like how to think, like if you, like as humans, we can. Uh, if you have a favorite author or something, you can think like them. 
right? Like after you've consumed enough of their content. And so for me, I was really happy that that type of stuff existed because it allowed me to say like, oh, this is how happy people think, right? They find the positive in things. And I didn't, like I was pessimistic. I was negative. I was like really introverted. And then I saw like, oh, what I'm doing is, is, is something that just kind of happened. Like it's the way I, I realize I'm in this situation and now I need to get tools to get out of it. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, like, I think that the mindset is the essence of everything. And if uh, you are going to approach everything from like the negative point of view, you are kind of against yourself because you will never do good. Uh, you will always look at the the negative uh, parts of what can happen, and it will happen. If you if you constantly keep thinking about that and you don't look at the at the positive side, then uh, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, you are hurting yourself, and you need to start uh, thinking positively, and then good things will happen to you. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is connected to like diet and fitness i used to be 300 pounds i used to be very oh, seriously yeah 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 i was like this big what did that go when did that go? so when i was uh 13 around 13 i got hit by a car cool. and then i was in a and then i got really depressed and then i just started eating a lot and uh i was pretty fat like through high school and then i started to lose some weight then and then i lost the rest of it like you know middle and end of high school mm-hmm. i lost the weight but then that was a big realization of like, like you kind of, when you're, when you're that big, you kind of like lie to yourself. Like, oh, my brain is like, I'm a smart person. My brain has, it's separate from my body. Right. But it's not like my physical athleticism or like my level of physical capability yeah. is directly connected to how well my brain works. hundred percent. Yeah. And that, like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And like when I have a tough time, I tend to like uh, make uh, very poor decisions when it comes to healthy habits, working out, eating clean, and it kind of like fall, all falls apart. Like when when you work 14, 16 hours a day, you don't you, you can't really keep in mind that you should also uh, also uh, eat healthy and then. Like you have no time to squeeze in a workout and like even even like I have these periods here and there and I always like uh, uh, go off the track a little bit. Uh, But then I think it's important to like uh, have some self-awareness, know that it's happening and see that, okay, now I need to put uh, a lot of effort into figuring this out. But once you actually figure it out, and you go back uh, on the track and uh, yeah that's that's pretty much what uh, what happens to me from time to time that like if uh, if there is a an obstacle in the way it's hard to keep uh, uh, everything in line and uh, follow like uh, uh, all the all the habits like and keep and it perfect thing. yeah yeah like I, I, I'm a perfectionist uh, in a way and I strive to have everything perfect but it's an aspirational goal. It's it's not something that uh, uh, I will get to uh, ever, uh, because it's 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 as as you mentioned uh, earlier, 
it's getting like as as I progress, it's getting further and further because I know what are the things that can be improved and and so on and so on. So if you don't don't think of it as uh, an aspirational goal, then uh, you will always struggle because you will never reach it. Yeah, it's 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 like the the cycle of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know where you want to go, and you have to be like discipline yourself, but then you also have to be the one that like lets up on that discipline and and moderate it you yeah. know like how hard you're pushing <laughs> and like i notice like if i'm pushing too hard at work instantly i'm like oh i haven't worked out in like a week and i'm like i gotta stop because yeah. i gotta get back to that working out because that's when i'm the like the happiest that's when i'm, mm-hmm. when I'm operating the best yeah and for me it's multiple things it's uh, good eating habits working out getting enough sleep yeah. Um, yeah. These are probably the top three. They did some. I was I was listening, some content somewhere about they were testing people's DNA uh-huh. and then depriving them of sleep, and then the more or, or the less sleep they got, the more their DNA degraded and the more susceptible they were to like all sorts of genetic issues and diseases and things like that. Yeah. I was like, gotta get to sleep. I 100% agree. And like, the only, like, I rarely get sick, but uh, the there is, uh, I, I basically know how to get sick immediately. If, uh, I know if someone would need the recipe how to get sick, I, <laughs> I, ha- I have one. But it, it helps me to, to avoid that, right? And if I keep working out, uh, and if I sleep enough, and I don't drink a whole lot, uh, I can go through like a, uh, a flu season and like, yeah, nothing will touch me. But if I don't sleep enough and uh, I don't work out, so I don't like keep uh, my body in shape. And then I go end up like uh, drinking and, and clubbing for a little bit. It's, it's, it's like immediate. Yeah, it just deteriorates yeah, your body. So like quickly. you, 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 your body is weak, uh, and uh, yeah, it's super vulnerable to, you know, any kinds of viruses that yeah. are everywhere these days. So, do you when you work out? Um, do you follow anybody on YouTube, or do you like have planned workouts? Like, how do you learn the exercises that you want to do? Um, I actually. That that's that's a good question. I hate uh, like following uh, certain like for me, when I hit the gym, like I do a lot of thinking at work, and when I hit the gym, I don't want to be thinking what I should be doing. I don't want to. I don't even want to be like looking up uh, some workouts or anything. So uh, for me, the the favorite is to do coach classes so basically I show up I show up on time uh, there's a trainer uh, he tells me what to do I do it I leave my best there and uh, yeah I go a lot to Barry's bootcamp that's probably uh, my favorite these days I like Peloton a lot yeah so I have the treadmill and um, uh, yeah that that for me is uh, on demand, whenever I want, I have uh, have a trainer at my disposal. There is also other people participating, so it kind of feels nice. 
uh, and I don't have to think about uh, what to do and uh, uh, this is for what I do for the most of my workouts and then yeah, I do a little bit of CrossFit uh, when I feel like it because like otherwise berries and peloton it's a lot of cardio uh, and a little bit of strength um, so I try to uh, mix that with uh, a lot of weightlifting and CrossFit to get some strength. I like I like that you bring that up as a coach classes, because, like when somebody has, I guess the founders or CEOs, like everybody's always looking to you like, what are we doing? Like what's the what's yeah. the plan? You know, even if you have like the best, <laughs> like you have best people and and they can they can delegate and they can operate, but there's there's still a team looking for you to figure out like what's up. And to go into an environment where you've got someone who knows exactly what they're doing and you can just participate. Yeah. It's, it's like, it. it's freeing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, for example, when we do team buildings and for example, we do some activities and we are set up in teams, although it's the same people, right? It's the same people that I work with every day. I so much enjoy a different dynamic. So we pick someone uh to to lead the team and you see how that uh how that person suddenly like performs right when they can command me what to do and not the other way uh, pretty much and th- that that i really enjoy that's so much fun yeah and i haven't thought about that that's an interesting dynamic yeah when if you do a team building exercise and you have someone else who's who's leading like, yeah that you've taken yeah. to you get to watch your team respond to that person that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is awesome. And like we we do that. We do these like bigger team buildings uh, at least once a year, and then we we basically put the entire company together and in one place, and we do th- uh, certain of these activities, and it's 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 great. And like to be honest, it even now when I'm thinking uh, about it, it even informs some of my decisions who to promote. Because I saw how they acted in like certain leadership positions and uh, without you, you see how they yeah, act without it, you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like yeah, it, it it helped me to kind of see uh, more into what's the what's the skills of somebody. So yeah, that's a good one. I haven't heard that. Like I hear a lot about different uh, tests or analysis or assessments, different things like that. But I've never heard of. Uh, yeah, just go put them in a situation with another leader and yeah, and yeah, that's actually really interesting. And you get to watch from like uh, being a member of the team rather than being the person leading the whole thing, and that's uh, that's inspiring. So what's like an example of this type of activity? Like if if I was a leader and I wanted to replicate this, what type of activity would could you put someone through? There's, I think. A whole lot of different team building activities that that uh, you can do. Uh, usually, when we do something like that, it it's part like sport activities. Okay. But uh, it could be like some brain teasers, figuring something out as a group, or doing some like uh, challenging uh, exercise in terms of of like uh, getting through obstacles, right? And you need someone to kind of. Uh, suggest what uh, what is gonna be the the, the steps that uh, that we'll be taking, and yeah, there's just many. Yeah, that, those are good, like obstacle courses, yeah. right? Um, 
what's the one where they lock you in the rooms and you have to solve oh, your way out? Yeah, that uh, like the escape rooms. Yeah. That's uh, I have I have done many of these with uh, with the team, and yeah, this is probably like we do for like smaller team. Yeah, that's a smaller uh, thing team one. team yeah. buildings so when we go and it's like five six of us. Yeah. And, and and that also that also uh, kind of helps to get the team together because you need to collaborate and uh, yeah we have done we have actually done one recently and it was fun yeah I enjoyed it yeah you get to collaborate outside of your normal roles yeah right that's cool and you get to be a little creative which is yeah. good it's uh, cool are, are escape rooms yeah. popular around here yeah we actually have one that's pretty a custom they build their own and then they sell them like to people all over the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about 10 15 minutes from here. Okay, yeah, it's pretty nice. cool. I talked to the owner guy, yeah, he like put my information in when I was buying, and then when I was in the escape room, he uh, like looked me up because <laughs> of my domain or yeah. whatever. And then he was like, we, I ended up hanging out with him for two hours. He's giving me behind the scenes, showing me the Raspberry Pi controllers and how they build their custom escape rooms and all the stuff that they do. That's and cool. Yeah, so we like, got to geek out for a while. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah one of our former colleagues actually has uh, built an escape room in Prague. Oh, yeah? And that's, uh, yeah. So I also got to see what uh, it looks behind the scene. And it was, yeah, it's pretty nice and like he's obsessed with all these like little gadgets and the raspberry pies and everything so it was super exciting uh, gig for him is english pretty common in Prague? yeah it is so um, i like, get by without a translator uh, definitely yeah. like uh among the younger generation it's like yeah you have no problem if you go outside of Prague, then uh you might end up in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Now, uh, you will always uh, figure it out, but like it's probably not going to be every single person that you meet yeah. that will be able to speak English. But in Prague, yeah. So so as a founder, one of the things I was really interested in, uh, and so was Jake, Jake, our producer, uh, he was really interested in, in knowing like what's the most difficult thing that you've learned, uh, lesson that you've learned as a founder? Most difficult... Um, I would probably talk about how culture is uh, important when you are picking the right people for the team. Because in the end, that's been something that I think negatively impacted us on the way um, throughout the throughout the entire journey that we did not pay enough attention to the culture that we have created and we brought people on board that were not just not a fit with the culture of the company and it's not that easy to and then you don't realize it for six months 12 months but once you do that uh, you realize that the company is actually directed somewhere where you don't even want to be part of it. So, uh, right, and that's a, that's when you realize. You yeah, and like yeah. so, I think having the 
culture pieces figured out and making sure that every single hire that you make matches that, I think it's very crucial. And, and for us, it's been, it's been, yeah, been one of the, uh, one of the difficult things to, to kind of figure out and, and get through because once, uh, you have, uh, some, and like, it's probably like when you are building a company, you can't expect that everything is going to be, everything is going to go super smoothly. And, uh, you, in the end, that's what entrepreneurship is about, right? That you get through obstacles and, um, SDR Rio World is, uh, like, uh, oh, I think the, the culture for us is, uh, and like, I don't, I don't want to sound silly because everybody talks about culture and like, I rarely do, but, uh, the kind of relationship that I have with pretty much all of the people on the team is super important for me and like. I don't want anybody on the team to feel like they are not valued or they are not a hundred percent part of the team because then then what's the point right i and in the end that's like kind of the 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 purpose of what we are building we are we are not a huge company we will never grow into thousands and thousands of people um it's it's not small it's not yeah, like super you guys have like 200 plus people across like five countries right it's not super like tight in terms of like that you would have a small team would be like a family but to be honest like i feel like uh it's a little bigger family and i think that someone could say that about the thousand people company i can't imagine that but the reason i can't imagine that is also because i have not run such a company so uh but but uh, in the end, that 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 for me is more important that we keep the team very compact, and that we rather than growing in terms of the number of people, we uh, keep growing in terms of doing better things. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's that's kind of the the future that uh, that I envision for the company. Yeah, I don't mind growing a little bit uh, in terms of in terms of the size of the team. But I would like to grow a lot in terms of what are the projects that we can engage on, what are the projects that we run on our own, and, yeah. and so on. Because like, you can only focus on so many things at once, right? Yeah. And usually, usually one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, and so like, if you were focused on number of people, you're like, oh, I've got two hundred people this year. I want three hundred people next year. I want four hundred people. That that takes away from you saying we're doing amazing work in this area on this project this year. We yeah. want to do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like when I say that you can only focus on one thing, like I always take way like way more on my plate than I can actually handle, and like I deal with it somehow, but uh, I know that like that's probably the best way. Uh, to do things if uh, you focus on one thing and then you give it everything unless you are like Elon Musk and you can run like four companies at a time right what, what is he focusing on I yeah but you also see his health like that's one thing I've paid a lot of attention to like if he's you look a dad at, well yeah if you look at his pictures like if you google search his pictures he's constantly like gaining a ton of weight and like he always looks a lot of times looks like he's not slept well 
but then other times he looks like really happy and healthy and so I'm like oh he's just this is just his well I, I have to yeah. say that over the past decade uh, he got uh, way better right uh, looking than uh, what he looked like before I think uh, the same goes for Jeff Bezos right yeah I guess like, it's billions of dollars make you better looking yeah <laughs> You got guns, uh, right? You got, you got everything. See that picture of Bezos looking yeah. jacked? I was like, Jesus Christ! That's, dude. that's bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No, so, I think it's it's uh it's good because like you know, they realize that it's like that's the way to do it, right? You need you need to look healthy, uh, and in shape, so you represent the strength of the company. Yeah. If you look bad, then you look like uh, tired. And, yeah, it's yeah. Like it's not probably not gonna. Uh, give a whole lot of good impressions. I mean, it's, it works for some people, but uh, yeah, seems like Warren Buffett uh, doesn't care about healthy Warren, habits no. a whole lot. No, <laughs> he's just enjoying life. He'll. Yeah. I wonder if he'll like end up replacing all of his organs and becoming like bionic, or if he, or if he's like too old and doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't like invest much in technology. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I am curious. Uh, a little bit more about the co- do you want more coffee though so far coffee? so good yeah yeah are you sure i still got some all right all right all i have to do is yell a little <laughs> <bit> more coffee. <laughs> um so like people that are listening they they hear about the culture and they hear about you like and how culture is really important but like what type of person would thrive within your company yeah um i think that in the end comes uh with the vision of uh, what we want to do as a company and uh, we have an internal uh, definition of the vision that I don't talk a whole lot uh, about publicly but basically our goal is to work on top shit products and making sure that we do top shit Um, and I will probably not go and pitch that to a client we can do top shit for you they might not get it uh, uh, but I like it. it. It's it's definitely like a our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slang. And like yeah. it, 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 it really resonates with the team. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, for me, I want to see top shit yeah. everywhere. Not just in terms of the work that we produce, but uh, <laughs> Indeed, yes. But in everything that we do as a company. Uh, so when we do events. I want these events to be top shit. Uh, when we do merchandising, for example, uh, for STRV, right? That's why we put best hoodie ever. That, that's yeah. why we put so 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 much uh, passion uh, and time into it because in the end, they, like anyone, anyone can uh, create just uh, a simple T-shirt with a logo, and we have one too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you want, but you can't buy it. Like you can't buy it. That's, that's right. You have to that's go work. You have to work but, 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 or become a customer. To, yeah, if you become if you a customer, customer yeah. or you work. Or like a really good friend of us. Or a good friend. Okay, yeah. yeah. That works too. But we put a lot of uh, we put a lot of time into into these things that uh, you know that kind of represent that we wanna we wanna be doing uh, really good things. And then to your question, what kind of people would thrive in the company? Uh, it's the people that want to do great work, that want to learn, that want to go above and beyond to make things happen. And 
I think in in tech, uh, this is a relatively common thing. You just have to, I to be honest, I have not throughout my career, and fortunately enough, I have not seen a whole lot of lazy engineers. I mean, there are some, and we have had some, uh, not for a long time. <laughs> they got yeah. uh, they got filtered out pretty quickly. But I think it's 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 quite common that uh, people see the importance of uh, constantly like learning new things and and getting better, and this is the kind of mindset that uh, fits extremely well with with the company, and then I think it it helps us to proceed and get to more interesting projects, come up with. Uh, cool new ideas and then implement them. So I think that's the number one, uh, number one kind of uh, definition of the person. But what I would also mention is that uh, if like the people that have high ego are gonna always fail with STRV. The, the team will somehow just not accept them. And like, if you feel you are more than anyone else on the team, that's not gonna work. And I don't like, yeah, I have certain position with the company, but do I feel like I'm more than anybody else? Do I feel like uh, someone could do my job maybe even better at some point? Yeah. I'm open to it if someone uh, comes and uh, proves that uh, you will do a better job uh, than than me as a CEO of the company. I'm more than happy to switch. I'll watch. Yeah. Uh, if someone can do more for the company, then I'm I, I'm gonna be happy to be part of it. Um, and uh, I think having no ego, or at least like very low ego is pretty much a requirement because like yeah even like when i uh talk to like yeah pretty much anybody uh, on the team i want to treat them well i want to like uh i don't want to them to feel like uh i'm anything more than them yeah i have i have a certain position in the hierarchy uh but uh doesn't mean that uh, i'm a different kind of person uh otherwise right and like I so so f for me this is this is probably the the second highest priority when it comes to selecting people and when I was talking about the most difficult uh, kind of uh, things that was also part of it that uh, you know we have unfortunately had uh, people that uh, had high ego and yeah, in the end, the team rejected them, so yeah. it worked out. It just took a little while. Well, it's like it's incentive alignment. Like, if everyone on the team is focusing on doing top shit, they're, like, focusing on doing a really good job, and their goal is to make this, like, piece of art that's, like, amazing. That yeah. they, they couldn't yeah. do alone, but yeah. they could do with other great people. If you have a great person who's, like, phenomenal and world-class, and they don't have ego, and you could put a bunch of those people... <laughs> 
together, the product you're going to get is going to be yeah. 10 times better than anything else. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And like, I don't want the, uh, let's say, a member of the sales team who brings in the project to be the one that gets uh, the entire credit for it. Uh, I don't want the engineer to feel that they are getting the entire credit. It's it's about the collaboration of uh, the entire team to make this work. And in the end, I think that's uh, that's how we create kind of uh, uh, the the setup and and the products that we create. And that's why the companies want to work with us. It's not that like in the end, like we could we could say that what we do as a commodity. Uh, right, because you have probably um, thousands of other firms that offer the same kind of service. Right, they also do design and engineering. They also build custom software. It's not all the same, but it's not it's definitely. Like, it's yeah. not all the same, and uh, you have to really position yourself as like this is if if you end up uh, partnering up with us, this is what you're gonna get. Yeah, and. I think like you have to also keep doing this for a certain period of time and then you are you start realizing that you are actually meeting very interesting people. It's not like random people reaching out to you that they would like to build a website. It's like legit uh, serial entrepreneurs that uh, have uh, uh, built successful businesses before and that are reaching out to you uh, because they heard great things and uh, they heard from other people that worked with you that you can do a really good job and that uh, they say that you are the only company that they should consider. Uh, and That's the best lead. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get a referral like that, then yeah, it's basically a done deal. Yeah, it's like let's just figure out the logistics yeah. and here's how we do it. But you only realize that after you actually invest a lot oh, into making that happen. It takes a long time. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of patience, which I guess is in hindsight, it's why you always hear people give the speeches like you really have to love what you do because you're gonna have to do it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to do it for a while. There is like uh there's a couple of kinda, you know, stories here and there about some quick wins. But even those, uh, you don't hear the full background story, so you don't know that, uh, like, for example, uh, uh, a couple of my friends from the Czech Republic, I'm not sure if you have heard of the game Beat Saber, uh, uh -huh. the uh, VR uh, game. Oh, I saw a picture of you playing it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's uh, basically, it was two guys doing... Uh, like uh, indie games together for for years like they have done a lot of games yeah and uh, yeah in in the end then like with Beat Saber it was a huge hit for them it really picked up traction and I think that even they matched it with like uh, up-and-coming uh, piece of technology that's really popular they recently got bought by Facebook. Uh, so it was a huge, and like, Beat Saber as, as a game was out for probably, I don't know, two, three years. I, I don't know exactly, but not a long time. But that does not mean that, like, there was no, like, 
10 plus years experience prior to that where they have been just building apps, building apps, building apps. And some of them were relatively successful, some of them not, and, but nothing to compare with like now the huge success of Beat Saber. And I think this is what it's about, right? That you, you get to hear about the, 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 the success they had and only mentioning the kind of short uh, period of time, right? Since they launched it, uh, but you don't hear about, you know, them uh, trying to figure out uh, what's, the, what's the right idea that is going to really nail it. And I think, like, in the end, uh, Angry Birds, it's kind of very similar example. Um, I think that the company that produced Angry Birds, Rovio, they, they have done, like, tens uh, of different games until they, they hit Angry Birds. And it's like, you have to just keep hustling. Uh, and at some point you will get there. You never know when. I know. It, that's why, you know, for me, I made a commitment to myself probably, you know, seven or eight years into it. Um, and I said, I have to be willing to die trying at this. Like, I have to be willing to say I'm going to keep shooting and keep going after it and keep getting back up until I die. And that's the mentality I have. And because that's the only way I'd respect myself ending up on my deathbed like no matter what happens as you long try. as i keep going as long as i get up and try again then i will what that is that is my success my success is never stop trying no matter how much success i achieve like just keep doing it again and again and again so that when i sit there and i'm dying and i'm looking back on my life uh i'm like okay i did it yeah, well, it's a can, journey. i can control that i can yeah. control it i can't control a dollar amount of success but i can control me never giving up yeah. That you can control 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, you have a podcast. That's right. Save it's for called Brave. Save for Brave. Yeah. I love it. I love the name. I mean, uh, fits with uh, my culture a lot. Yeah. Going outside of your comfort zone. And like, to be honest, uh, for me, like, yeah, with the Save for Brave podcast, I talk with... Uh, different people from not just tech, but uh, pretty much everything that interests me. I do it mostly for, mostly for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to hang out with uh, a lot of interesting people. But I try to focus on like the life stories and uh, what uh, made people to get to a place where, uh, where they are. And uh, going outside of uh, comfort zone is something that for me personally is uh, super appealing because I know that in certain situations, I'm like, I just chicken out and like, I don't go outside of a comfort zone, but in others, in other situations, I, uh, I like, I seek that. I, I want to do it. I want to do crazy stuff. I want to do like uh heli skiing in Alaska and, uh, uh, yeah, start an avalanche there and then, Fortunately enough, get out of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what uh, what I focus on in the podcast. Yeah, and we'll put we'll put links to your Instagram account because you've got some really cool pictures. Oh, on there thank you. The I appreciate that. And, and, and the adventure. Um, so I I also have some people that I am going to give you like recommend you to have on the podcast. Um, I know we looked through some other ones and gave you some people before, but then when I saw your um, brave. Uh, when I saw your podcast, yeah. learn more about you. 
I was like, yeah, you definitely have to, um, Ben from BIM Object, he, uh, CT, uh, Started out as an architect, like an actual architect, like buildings. Yeah. Uh, then saw the problem with waste and architecture, created a startup called BEM Object. They have a couple hundred people. They're publicly traded. Uh, they're in San Francisco, Sweden, and Japan, a couple other countries. But he, he does that. He's like one of the co-founders of that. But he also races uh, like Porsches and like races high-performance cars. Uh-huh. You know, and that's a physically demanding activity because you're strapped in there you're it's a lot of physical work and i went i went over to sweden and hung out with him for like a couple days just a super cool guy like you would you would love to have dinner with this guy you'd love to hang out with them and then another guy um a rich palmer from gravity he has a cool backstory we have an episode of him but he's in boston but he was like a high um high-end like i think like financial services Uh person like wall street type like high stress but then he had, I think, a brain aneurysm or some big health scare. And he was like, dude, life's short. So he, and he went, moved to Boston and started like a healthcare startup, technology startup. And they're built, they've got like good design. They're building a cool, cool product over in Boston. So I think those two people would be like really good, uh, like stories. For yeah, you to I, would love, to. I would love yeah. to have them on the podcast yeah. too. So if you can make the intro i'll yeah. make sure that i take a uh, good care of them yeah i also say you guys do some work for like microsoft and some pretty big brands so, that too yeah yeah so we get hooked you up with like kevin scott like different people that have been on the show and i mean i don't know you're just re- i really like that you that we're most of the podcasts we do are remote but when we talked you're like yeah man i'll fly out <laughs> i'm there, coming down i'll come down you took a red eye <laughs> down here and we got the podcast and like i thought that was so cool and so like however we can help you, whatever we can do. Yeah, for 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 me, doing the in person experience is uh, makes such a big difference. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I happen to have uh, a couple of meetings in Miami, so oh nice, works out. Yeah, works out for me. Are you flying? Or are you driving down? To I'm Miami? driving. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a bad drive. There is only a there's I think only a, a couple of flights a day uh, from Tampa to Miami. Yeah, it's not easy because yeah. people... And it's just like from here, it's about three-hour drive, three and a half hours. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Did we do? Is there anything else that we didn't get to that you want to... Co- I don't even know how long we've been talking. I don't know. I did... Oh, this is actually a good question I had that I wanted to know. What is your Let's media diet like? Like, what type of media do you consume? Whew. Uh, interesting. I, like... I, for the most part, stay away from media and politics, <laughs> but there is some bits and pieces of, uh, I listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah. I, and that's, that's my, uh, source of, uh, information. Uh, I receive uh, a couple of newsletters that uh, I read through pretty much on a daily basis. I, I'm subscribed to the New York Times uh, kind of breaking news uh, a newsletter and like the daily kind of recap. Um, we have actually just partnered up with uh, the Future Party, which is uh, basically a, a company that puts together a nice uh, curated newsletter with really cool content and like i don't i don't get to like spend a whole lot of time reading 
but uh, their newsletter is uh, something like they they have they have really good good stuff there. What's it like, called? It's called the Future Party. The Future Party. Yeah, and um, so that uh, I've I've been I've been receiving that newsletter for the past three four weeks now, and like every single one is bomb it sounds fun yeah it, it's it, like the, the future should be a party it's uh right? it is fun and like because i think their way of uh their tone of voice in the end is something that like really resonates with me and i think it resonates with strv and uh in even with the way how we have our tone of voice set up um so that that for me is uh also a good source of uh information and uh, yeah there then that's that's probably it and then the rest is whatever uh comes up on social media yeah <laughs> random stuff random yeah i like i like podcasts a lot uh, i i like crafting and like building the content too yeah like i found that the more time i spend building stuff the less time i spend consuming stuff but I think it's it's very natural and like if I like keep if I record a podcast every day then for me it's it's a huge exchange of information so that kind of uh, fulfills me uh, and I am not like I don't go and need to look for more right um, and so for, for me talking actually talking to people is like uh social networking <laughs> that's hilarious right it's yeah. like the original yeah. Like, yeah yeah i i found that too like surrounding yourself with really bright people that are all surrounded by bright people huh. and they're all everyone's doing great work um when when you get to be constant like you your customers like you get to interact they're smart people like you get to interact with Right, yeah. Yeah. They're they are super smart people. Yeah, and so you get to talk with them all the time. And you get to spend uh, probably 50% of the time talking about the business and the other 50 uh, about some interesting uh, stuff that is happening out there. Because that that interesting stuff that's happening out there drives the business. Yeah. Like, always. Like, everything's connected. The entire economy is connected with the entire social world. Like, everything's driving everything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's the people who... Who can who can pay attention to that in the right way that see new opportunities and then can bring value to others and then that's like grinding business. Yeah. So as we start to wrap up, I'm a fan of of Elon Musk. Uh, but if let, let's, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical question. Okay. All right. Let's say. It's gonna uh, be tough. Uh, pretty easy. I think you'll like <laughs> it. So let's say you're driving to Miami, mm-hmm. and pulls up next to you is this brand new tesla the funky looking tesla Cybertruck. Cybertruck. truck cyber truck yeah. and there's like a hot tub in the back of the cyber truck right there's a bunch of robots in the cyber <laughs> hot tub uh and then rolls down the window and it's elon musk in there right he's like what up and you you go and you get in the cyber truck passenger side yeah. but that seat the seat of the passenger side cyber truck is a time machine and you go back to yourself right when you were doing studying in the UK or in, in, in that part of the world, and you get to give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Oof. 
is, is, it was kind of a mysterious question right from the beginning. I was like, okay, there is Cybertruck, there is Elon Musk. What is going to be about? Now I, now I see. Now I see where we're going. Uh, in the end, I think like I would probably trust myself a lot more and I would just make the decisions based on my gut feeling more because it has always paid off for me. Um, and like for some reason, I like and <laughs> uh, like with with my family, they, they, they saw that that like if I have something like tough to figure out for me, I go and I lie in the bed for like you know some time, and then I I got I got it. Let's figure it out. That for me, if if I can like uh, be still for a little, uh, that helped me a lot to figure stuff out, and I have been using it, uh, yeah, f for a long time. And like in the end, the the piece of advice will be uh, to kind of uh, not to be afraid to uh, basically make the decisions based on gut feeling, because in the end, it it really paid off, and I think it. It creates a good culture, and if you believe in it, it will happen. Yeah, and then you don't regret it yeah. either, right? And if it if if it if it goes if it goes bad, then just change the direction and you fix it. Yeah, because you make a decision, yeah. and you can just make another one. Yeah, but yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. You just have to like feel good about the decision and like, yeah. I don't want to say that it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad decision, but if you feel good about it, yeah, it will lead you to like a, a better future. Yeah. And then I, I've just found, I, I know it's like trite or people say it a lot, but just making decisions like, and, and understanding how you feel about them when you're making them and yeah. paying attention to them, you can begin to develop your own internal compass. Exactly. Yeah. Then like, to be honest, like there's not a whole lot of things that I would uh, do differently now if I would be like, starting over again well i would probably not start because like uh i i can see that it's it's freaking difficult it's so difficult <laughs> it's that beautiful human part of like oh we could do that oh, that's easy. <laughs> and then you go and then you end up doing that and you go so far you're like that's you and then you look back you're like whoa look how far i've come yeah. that's why i, I see yeah. it like a lot of um I like your business model because you can spin out stuff from like labs. Like when you have a design agency, you can you can build stuff and test stuff with with your profit, and then spin stuff out that catches on. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do actually. We we run some products on our own, and like I told you, that three of my co-founders are actually working on a spinoff. Yeah, um, we we were looking them up, and we were looking at um, David, Martin, and Pavel or Pavel, yeah. and we were like, well, he's he was a CTO there, and it says he's still there, but. He's also working, and I was like, he's probably from the labs. He's probably running a... Yeah, 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 that's so right. He's, so he's kind of like CTO, but he's like running uh, the spinoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's involved in a lot of the spinoffs yeah. that, that we have done over the years. Nice. I love what you guys get to do. Yeah. This is awesome. No, it's it's not bad. It's fun. Are you happy? Yeah. Dude, we did it. We Super made a podcast. Happy. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great.